I am Patrick Schwenk, and I am so thankful that you are listening in with me today at Root Like Faith. It is our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Well, today we're continuing our conversation on suffering and more specifically how we can get through the hard stuff. And as we've said, we're going to be inviting some of our friends into this conversation. And today I'm just really excited to have another one of those friends joining us. Her story is so important for us to hear. It's so important for us to learn from. Her name is Amber Smith, and I can't wait to share today's episode with you and introduce you to Amber. So let's get started. Amber Smith is the wife of country singer and songwriter Granger Smith. She is a mom who, along with her family, lives in Texas. Amber is an active and engaging influencer on Instagram and YouTube, sharing her story of loss, but also God's story of hope and redemption. Amber, welcome to Root Like Faith. Thank you so much for having me. I know we were talking uh, earlier before uh, before the episode that uh, I have you know two parents who grew up in Kentucky, and so I thought for the longest time I was going to to live in the South, and yet here I am in in the North, um, in Michigan, and so for whatever reason this is where God has me. But it is so good to have somebody on the podcast with a Southern accent, and so welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm sure. I'm sure my little accent will come out. <laughs> That's right. Yes. No. I um. I, I didn't tell you this earlier, but I grew up as a a big country music fan, and I remember my parents. My parents were were very very conservative Baptists. That's that's the tradition I grew up in. And my parents. I don't ever remember my parents going to a concert at all. But one year. Um, Radney Foster came to Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is where I grew up. And I don't know if you if you know who Radney Foster is, if he's still around, still doing country music. But I, I think he was a big deal back in the day. But that is the only concert I ever remember my parents going to was a Radney Foster <laughs> country music show in downtown Fort Wayne. And so anyways, all that to say, please tell Granger if he's ever in desperate need of somebody to play guitar for him. I know five chords and I would be happy to to uh, to play along sometimes if he ever, ever needs me. <laughs> Perfect. And he actually gets up, up to Michigan quite a bit. Does so. he? Okay, perfect. Well, <laughs> it's one of his favorite places to go. So. <laughs> Very good. Well, I am so thankful that you are joining us today. Um, we were just really um, grateful for um, you taking the time to share what you and Granger have been through and uh, just your story of, of loss and suffering, but also your story of hope. And again, as I said to you earlier, this is not something we, we take lightly. And so we're just grateful for, you know, you entrusting us with, with your time and with your story and uh, just really grateful for the way that, that you have modeled what it's looked like to, to trust God and to walk with God uh, in, in some of your darkest moments and, and seasons. And so, well, Amber, as you know, we have a new book coming out on September 8th, 2020 called In a Boat in the Middle of a Lake, Trusting the God Who Meets Us in Our Storm. And it's a book that that uh, you and Granger were kind enough to read and to endorse, and it just means a lot, especially uh, given what you guys have been through. And so, as you know, it's a, it's a book about suffering and how God often teaches us more in the midst of chaos than He does in a classroom. And so, we're going to be talking about that theme on today's episode: how at some point everyone finds themselves in a boat in the middle of a lake. And I know that this has been true for you and for your husband, Granger. And so as we begin, would you just share with us your story of loss and suffering? Absolutely. Um, like you said, we never know when we're going to find ourselves in, in the middle of a storm. And 
our storm happened on June 4th, 2019. Uh, it was just a normal, a normal day. We just finished dinner and my, uh, my husband went outside with our kiddos and was just playing outside. My daughter and he were doing gymnastics in the backyard and my two little boys were playing with water guns and just running around, running around the house, running around the yard, shooting each other with water guns. And I was inside. I had uh, just taken a shower after dinner and I heard my little girl screaming and I could barely hear it. It was muffled, but I could hear from the porch because we had our door open that she screamed river fell in the pool. Mm. And so at that moment, I thought, I thought he was still, I thought he was still in the water and I ran out thinking, I'm just going to scoop him up. He's going to be just fine. And I came out to my husband doing CPR on our son, our three-year-old, and he had somehow gotten through our gate, our, our child locked gate. And Nobody saw anything. Nobody heard anything. It just was something that turned our life upside down in 30 seconds. And, yeah. and that's how long it takes. And we, we ended up um, in the hospital for, for two days. He was on life support and ended up that he didn't have any brain function, which we've learned a lot about. And we ended up having to say goodbye on June 6th. And so we lost our little boy to a, a backyard drowning in our, in our home. Mm. I am um, so sorry. I, I just, I know I'm speaking for every parent that's listening to this, that, that it's just every parent's worst nightmare and um, can't even imagine um, what that has been like for you and Granger, for, for your family to um, experience that, to see that, to be a part of that and, and to have to, to walk with that. And so um, I just really appreciate you sharing that, that story. I mean, I mean, take us back, back to those early moments, those first couple, couple days. I know we're going to, we're going to talk, um, in a minute just about, you know, that, that grieving process and, and, you know, walking through the healing process, but, but what were those first couple days like for, for you and your husband? Were, were there phone calls you made right away? And, and what were just some of your, your thoughts and, and emotions that, that you were having at that time? I think when you go through something like that, uh, there's a lot of shock. There's a lot of, of fear. Uh, I think I was just in such, such a state of shock that you can't even believe something like this is happening. You can't even, it didn't make any sense how it could have happened. I mean, there were just so many things that had to line up perfectly for this to happen the way that it did. And, um, obviously we're, we were scared. We were terribly, terribly sad. It's just, it's so many emotions all in one. Yeah. But also, I, I keep telling people, and I know we'll talk about this in a minute, but there was a strange sense of peace. Mm. And I cannot explain that other than it being the Lord. Yeah. And and so I just, I know that he was with us from the moment that River fell in the pool to to now. He's just, I've always just, I've just felt him so close with me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys, I, I, I just, I know we were talking earlier, um, you know, before the episode uh, that you guys have just done uh, such a phenomenal job of, you know, it, it's, I think just modeling very publicly um, or, or living out the experience very publicly for others to see and to hear. And, and you guys already, and it wasn't that long ago, but already, you know, God has just used um, this tragic event in so many good ways. And you guys, I think have just done a phenomenal job of modeling that, of, of being an example. I know um, that, that that has not been easy. And, and I've got to believe that there are um, days and moments that it feels just as fresh um, as if it was yesterday. And, and grief is weird. It's, it, it, I, you know, as you know, it, it comes and goes. And 
feels like a tidal wave. And, and, and so I just want to commend you guys for the way that you have, have used this or allowed God to use it in a very powerful way um, already. Um, you know, how have you guys, you know, I think sometimes as Christians, sometimes we don't know how to mourn. We don't know how to grieve or enter into grief. And, and so I think sometimes we can rush through that or we expect other people to rush through that. And so how has that looked like for you and your husband? I mean, what ways have you learned to grieve through the loss of your son, River? And you know, just how have you entered into that? What does that look like in your, in your healing process so far? It's like, it's like you said, I think the best word for it, for grief is it is weird. It's one minute you feel you're, you're just on your knees and you're crying and you're screaming. And the next minute you can feel strong and that you can make it through anything. And grieving, I think grieving is just so important in the sense that unreleased grief, it, you know, we, we went to therapy afterwards and it, if you don't release your grief and if you don't mourn and get it out, it can take a toll on your body, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, and and, and mourning is healthy and you have to know that you are not going to, to mourn and grieve the same as your partner. Mm. Like I, I am much more tears. I let it out. I cry. I pray. I scream. I do all of that stuff. Whereas I feel my husband is a little bit different and, and maybe it is kind of the same thing with a lot of men, but I feel like he kind of holds it in mm. and, um, not saying that there's anything wrong with that because you can't tell a person how to grieve, but yeah. you we're just very different in that sense. And, and yeah. every single person, no matter what kind of loss you're going through, will grieve differently. It's yeah. just so, so, so personal. Yeah. No, that's that's so good. That's so true. I just think back to, um, you know, early on in my diagnosis, I remember, you know, just walking. I think we talk about it in the book where Ruth and I would walk around the mm-hmm. block together and it just felt like we were having the same conversation over and over again. And it was more for yeah. my sake. And, and it's exactly what you're saying. Like I was grieving the loss of my, of my health in a different way than, than she was. And, and I just, it has taken me a long time to kind of figure out how I need to move through that and, and allow her to move through that and not rush her in that and, and to know, um, the, the difference, you know, what you said, I think is so important. Um, and especially for somebody who has lost a, a child, I mean, you guys are well aware of the statistics, the toll that can take, uh, on a marriage when, you know, when a couple loses a loved one and, or loses a child. And, and so, um, you know, just praise God for the way that, that you guys have, have really walked through that together and have received, you know, just wisdom in that area, how to, how to manage that together as a couple. Um, and I wanted to ask you, like, like what were there, were there things that you felt like you learned about God, or maybe you learned about yourself, um, in the midst of, you know, just over the last year or so that maybe you wouldn't have learned, um, you know, uh, if you hadn't been through the loss of river. Absolutely. I think, I think the main thing is just how truly close he is to the brokenhearted and how from the moment that it happened, I have, I've truly never felt so close to God. I just felt, I just felt him carrying me. And I keep Mm. saying, I can't explain it. It's just this sense of peace that I've had over me. And I feel like I know he was guiding me, um, in the decisions that we had to make in the hospital, uh, you know, we, we decided to donate his organs and I, I could have never probably thought of that in my right mind, but I know that the Lord was leading me in that way. And, and I just have never just, I've never just felt him as close as I have up until now. Yeah. And I, I, it's sad that, you know, it takes 
losing a loved one or going through some sort of loss or some sort of diagnosis to really, truly open up your eyes to the world and really, really what is important. You know, I thought I knew yeah. those things before of what is important, but, but now <laughs> it's, there's just no doubt in my mind mm-hmm. as to what is important. And that is family and faith and God and friends and helping others. And that's really it. I mean, yeah. that's all we're really here for in this life. That's yeah. truly it. Yeah. And so many of the other things in the world, trivial things just don't matter. Yeah. It's just, well, just not important. Yeah. What, what was your, um, what was your relationship with Christ? Like before this happened, like, I, I, I don't know this part of your story. Like, were you raised in, in a church? Was Granger raised in, like, were you, did you come from a Christian home or Christian background? Um, and how is this kind of, you know, just, just draw, I mean, I, I know what you're describing is that it's really drawn you into a deeper relationship and you just, there's a closeness mm-hmm. that you feel, but what was that relationship like, you know, prior to, to June of 2019? So my husband grew up in a, in a Christian home and, and I, and I did too, but it was something in my home, you know, I came from some, I came from some divorce and some things that happened when, when I was younger. And in my home, we went, we went to church, but I always tell people I didn't know God. I didn't know God in my heart. Mm. It was just something that we did. We didn't bring it, nothing against my parents, but we just didn't bring it home. We, you know, we, we left it at church and that was it. And, and so I didn't, I was saved when I was 14, but I don't think I truly knew what that meant. So I went astray. I, you know, made bad decisions and poor choices as some teenagers do. And I I really, truly felt so lost. And then, but God is so good at pursuing and he just kept pursuing me. And, and finally, I feel like it took me to my mid twenties to, to accept him. And since then I had never looked back and, you know, our relationship, whenever Granger and I got married, we began to build our faith together and, and truly learn to lean on God and trust God. And we were talking before, uh, before you started the episode about, how I was reading, I was reading the Bible and reading devotionals and so many of, of Ruth's books. I was reading those before we lost river and I mm. didn't, it's so crazy how God prepares you yeah. for what you don't know is coming and in yeah. all of her words. And, 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 you know, he just was, I know he was preparing me for June 4th mm. and without, without having that faith and without knowing God, I truly don't know where I would be yeah. when this had, when this happened. Yeah. Cause it's been really the only thing sustaining me. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. No, I appreciate you sharing that. I still remember Ruth. I was, um, you know, in my office um, here at home, and I was, I think I was editing chapter three. Uh, I, I don't remember why. I'm almost certain it was chapter three. And, and I remember that day, I remember Ruth coming in and telling me, um, you know, the news. And, and mm-hmm. so I, I just was just sort of blown away. Um, by that. And I remember her sharing that. And, and I know that, that you guys had, had kind of connected in that way. Like you were saying that, that you had read several of Ruth's devotionals and you guys have kind of connected and built a friendship in that way. And so I just, I, I love that. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, how important have other people been for you guys over the, over the last year? I mean, I, I, I think about the people that have surrounded us, you know, over the last, you know, two years, um, and as you know, you, I mean, you're talking about the ways that God prepares us and God was preparing you by what you were reading. And, um, and I just think about, you know, we lived in a, in a really small town in Ohio where I was pastoring. And then we moved to Ann Arbor, Michigan. And um, Ann Arbor, you know, is, of course, where the University of Michigan is at. And uh, U of M Hospital is one of the, the top hospitals in the country. And so little did we know that cancer was on the horizon for us. 
And yet um, God knew. And, and so that was one of the ways that God was, I think, preparing us that, that we moved here to plant a new church. And little did I know at the time, we, you know, we lived 10 minutes from the hospital and, and God was preparing us in that way, surrounding us with uh, just some really close friends that were a part of that church plant. Uh, Ruth's parents, for the first time, you know, we, we were living within 10, 15 minutes of them. Um, and like I've already shared, just being close to the hospital. And so God was preparing us in, in a variety of ways. And God has used people in our lives over the last couple of years just to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And so how important have people been, you know, for you guys as, as you've walked through this? I mean, what have people done that have just been really, really helpful for you guys as you just continue to mourn and, and to walk with uh, the loss of river? Oh my gosh, I can't even say enough good things about the people in our lives. And, and, you know, they always say God created us for community, but you don't truly know what that means until you go through something like this. And, and I feel like God was preparing us as well. I I had joined a couple of Bible studies. So I had this amazing group of, of strong women around me when we went through this and they helped us through, um, our friends and our family, you know, our, our friends took our children whenever we were in the hospital mm-hmm. so they wouldn't have to worry or be scared. And yeah. my girlfriends went and shopped for my funeral dress for me because I mm-hmm. couldn't. And our church, they, they just created his whole celebration of life for me. So mm-hmm. we didn't have to make any of those decisions. And, and, you know, obviously everything that comes with, with loss and stuff, they, you know, people bring food and, and yeah. just all the cards and letters and with Granger's, with Granger's fan base, all of those fans just, their support, our music community, I truly, everyone just rallied around us and is holding us up. And I'm just so, so grateful for, for everyone who's prayed for us and, and sent cards and letters and words of encouragement. And it's kind of made me feel in a way that it's like, now I know going through something, Mm. how I can, how I can be there better for somebody. You know, I didn't, I didn't know that before. You know, my husband, um, my husband lost his dad in 2014. And mm-hmm. now looking back after losing our son, I don't feel like I was there for him in the best way that I could have been, but mm-hmm. you just don't really know truly how to be there for somebody until maybe something like this hits you. So I feel like I can be of better help and better love and encouragement yeah. to other people now. Yeah. That's so good. I mean, so there's so many things that you, that you just said that I think are just so important, so true. And it's, it's funny. I mean, you, you mentioned about just you know, until you've walked through something, you know, you don't realize. I, I just, I know for us, my, my sister had gone through um, cancer treatment a number of years ago. And I remember that was one of the first thoughts I had was like, oh my word. I remember calling her just saying, I'm sorry. Like I have, was yes. clueless, you know, to what you were yes. going through. And so you're, you're so I did right. The same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I called, I called my mother-in-law, uh, you know, she's a widow and I just called mm-hmm. her and I just cried and I said, yeah. I am so sorry. I always thought, you know, I shouldn't bring up his name because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. Mm-hmm. But I've since learned you want to talk about him. You want to yep. tell stories and it, and you're not going to make them any more sad. We're right. already sad. Yep. So you want to remember and, and love and yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to, before I, la- I want to ask you one, one last question um, in, in just a minute. But, but before I do that, let, let me ask you um, just one quick question. And I know, you guys are really, um, I think, again, I, I know I said this earlier, but then I think very intentional. Again, I think to be commended for the way that you just have have modeled what it looks like to suffer well. Um, and and I know, it, it, I'm sure it hasn't been just like for, you know, we haven't always done that well. We haven't done that perfectly. And so I'm sure you, yeah, that, that's us too. But um, 
but you guys have been very intentional about using this in in a very redemptive way and using this to, to bring about awareness. I mean, kind of talk about that for a moment. Like what are the ways that, that you and Granger have, have just really decided that you're going to use this, you, you know, you didn't choose this, um, in a sense, you know, this suffering chose you. I mean, God's using it. Um, but how have you guys as a couple just said, Hey, we're going to, we're not going to waste this suffering. We, that was one of the first things, uh, the day that we left the hospital without river with us in the car, you know, my mm-hmm. husband looked at me and he said, we're not going to let this tear our family apart. We mm-hmm. are still a family and we have a choice. We can hide away and not talk anymore to people, not, yeah. not speak out, get off of social media and, and just mourn and grieve alone. Or we can choose to find the good in this and help other people and share our story and be vulnerable and show that, yeah. It's hard and it's 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 painful but but you can make it through this. You can get up, you can take the next breath and and I think we just wanted to to also hold ourselves accountable but also show our children and model mm-hmm. for our children and just be open books for anybody else who may be watching and, and right. feeling like they can't get through a season, which I know you guys are doing the same thing and you guys have done that for us and we just, yeah, we've just been very intentional about that mm-hmm. and, and trying to prevent this from happening to other people. Yeah. In our case, it was drowning. And so we've spoken out so much on things that we didn't know and ways to prevent it. And it's kind of been my little mission, my mission yeah. now to keep Little River's spirit alive. And yeah. and just, we started the foundation, uh, the River Kelly Fund, which yeah. helps to fund all kinds of organizations in the community, wherever the greatest need is. And that'll just be my mission till it's my time to go, yeah. just to spread his light and keep finding hope, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll link to that for, for folks that are interested in learning more about that, um, in our, in our show notes. And yeah, you guys, again, you just have been, um, I think that's one of the things that, that Ruth and I, as we've talked about, you know, what you guys have been through, we just have really appreciated. You've just been very open, very honest, very vulnerable and very real, um, that, that, Hey, this is not easy. Um, there, this is messy. This is painful. We have good days. We have a lot of really, really terrible days. And so again, we just appreciate the way you've been open and, and honest and vulnerable about that. Um, God is using you guys in more ways than, than, you know, and I don't think you're going to know the full impact of your lives and, um, and how God is using, uh, you know, the loss of river until, till someday when, when we make it home. And so again, I think you guys are just to be, to be commended, um, for the way that you have walked through that and are walking through that. Um, what hope I want to just ask, you know, you this, this one last question I would, I won't pretend to know, um, what you guys have been through and what you are going through. I mean, we are not experts on, on suffering. And, and as you know, everybody's suffering is, is so unique. It's so different. And, um, you know, we can never compare our suffering. We just feel like we're, we're fellow companions, you know, limping along, trusting God, keeping our eyes on Jesus. Um, but what, what hope would you offer someone, you know, what encouragement would you offer someone today that, that is listening and, and maybe they have experienced the loss of a loved one. Maybe they've lost a son or a daughter, or maybe they're just suffering in a different way. Uh, maybe it's their health, maybe it's their finances, but, but as we close, I mean, what would be just some encouragement or some hope that you would, you would offer to that listener today? I think first, just to just acknowledge, just acknowledge their pain and just realize it hurts. And 
it doesn't make any sense in most cases and it's not fair. And I just, I understand that and I get that. And I would just tell them that I love them (laughs) and that God loves them and that he has a plan for your life. And he's never surprised by anything that we face. And he is so close to you and for you and within you. And he will carry you. I promise whenever you can't walk and all we have to do is just find the courage to submit to him and rely on him. And I would say to be gracious to yourself and have waves, Mm. have, have, um, have grace for yourself because those waves, those waves of grief will come and to allow yourself to feel the pain and, and not try to hide from it and not try to run from it, but just let it, let it release and, and don't bottle it up. Um, I would say make the choice, you know, whenever you can, and this could be days after this could be years after, but make the choice just to live, to live for them and live for yourself and, and live for God and, talk about your loved one and allow your children to talk about their loved one because it's important for them to see and, and as they're watching, you know, whatever you're going through to show, to show them that we can, we can get up and we can face the day and there's new more new mercies every morning and and we can do this and just to trust and not, not lean in and not lean into your own understanding and just know that God will bring you through. We're all, we're all going to face storms and, but you know, every every tear will be wiped someday, and, yeah. and when we when we get there, you know that glory will be. Oh my gosh, I can't even I can't even wait <laughs> for that day for the, for that yes, glory to come. Yes. You know, and and yeah. I just I I took something from your book, and I hope I'm not like I don't want to. <laughs> no, you're I don't fine. Wanna, uh, tell people what's in the book, but I just I one thing stuck out to me so much, and that was. If you loved me and you're suffering, Jesus, I will love you in mine. Mm. And I just, that meant so much to me. And I, I just hold on to that. And I yeah. would just say, just keep getting up and keep taking the next step. And God's got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. And again, thank you so much just for your, your willingness to share your story. I, I know it's not easy. I, I know you guys have had the opportunity um, in different ways to, to share your story now over the last year or so. And, and so I know it's, it's never easy, again, to kind of revisit some of those, those places or parts of your story. And so thank you again, just for being willing um, you know, to share your story on, on our podcast today. And we're just so grateful, again, for, you know, for the example that you guys have been in the midst of your suffering and loss, and it's not been wasted, and it won't be wasted. God is is using you and Granger in, in just so many ways already, and so we're just continuing to um, to walk alongside you guys and to cheer you on and to encourage you and, and to pray for you, uh, you know, pray for you. And so I just know that you sharing your story again today is just going to be a huge encouragement uh, for so many of our listeners. Thank you so much, and I I feel the same way about you guys. Thank you guys for, for being so open and vulnerable and encouraging. I mean, you guys have encouraged me like you have no idea. So I appreciate you having me and allowing us to share. Absolutely. Why can I just pray for you and Granger? And I want to pray also for any of our listeners that, that um, maybe have experienced a great loss or maybe they haven't lost a loved one, but they're going through something, you know, difficult and, and painful right now. And so if it's okay, I just want to pray for you and Granger, but also pray for any of our listeners that just might um, be in that, that tough place uh, today. Yes. Thank you. 
Well, Father, we come before you um, today, and God, we love you. Uh, God, thank you for your love for us. Thank you that you love us far more than we we love you in return. And so we just thank you that, that the greatest proof, the greatest evidence is that you gave us your son to make us sons and daughters, that we belong to you through our faith in Jesus, that you've saved us out of your grace. And there's nothing that can snatch us out of your hand, that you love us, that you are for us, that you are with us. And you've given us this great promise that one day you're going to dwell among us. You're going to be with us. And as Amber was saying earlier, you're going to wipe away every tear. And God, we look forward to that day. We long for that day. And God, I thank you for Amber and just her willingness today to share her story and what she's been through. And God, I lift her and Granger up to you today. And I ask that you would just continue to bring healing in their lives. Um, God, I pray that you would continue to just draw them closer together as a couple. And I just pray for their their son and their daughter. God, that you would raise them up um, someday to just be uh, a young man and a young woman of faith, to walk with you. And you would use this story, you would use this experience that they've been through, this tragedy as a family. You would use it for your good. You use it in their lives. And so I just lift them up as a family, that you would have your hand upon them, that you would continue just to provide for them in every way. God, give them grace to take one more breath, one more step, and just use this uh, in a powerful way. And so I just pray for them today and thank you for them. And just pray for our listeners that might be um, in a really, really difficult place today. Just pray that for them as well, God, that you would strengthen and encourage them, that you'd surround them, help them to be aware of your presence in just a really tangible way that they might um, just be so filled with your peace and your joy and your hope today. And so we just lift them up to you today. And God, thank you again for our time. We just love you and we trust you and we look forward to seeing you face to face someday. We pray all of that in Jesus' good and powerful name. Amen. Well, Amber, thank you, thank you so much. again. Thank you so much for being on today. Um, just one quick word about our forthcoming book, um, In a Boat in the Middle of a Lake, isn't here until September 8th, but you can pre-order the book today and get the first three chapters right away. Uh, you can get a scripture memorization guide and an exclusive access code to a private Facebook group with Ruth and I will be giving you a sneak peek into our lives and just sharing some more resources with you over the next few months. Uh, you can head to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and really anywhere books are, are sold to pre-order your copy. And we'll be sure to leave the link to the pre-order goodies in the show notes. And you can go to inaboatbook.com for all of the pre-order details as well. We have a special gift for you today. If you are facing the unimaginable right now, we have put together a resource to help you and meet you right where you are at called Three Simple Steps to Help You Get Through This. Or maybe you have a friend who is experiencing loss or heartache and you don't know what to say or do for them. Because we understand firsthand how important friends are when you're facing suffering, we've also put together a resource called Four Simple Steps to Help Your Friend Get Through This. You can download both of these in the show notes at rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwank and at Ruth Schwank or on Facebook. And we will put Amber's full bio and just ways that you can follow her and her ministry uh, as well uh, on our website and in the show notes. And as if we don't say it enough already, we are just thrilled that you are joining us and we welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you don't miss an episode.